This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yes, welcome back. Mariner's Pod. I guess we can call this the final Mariner's Pod of the 2022 season. As the Mariners lose to the Houston Astros... Coming up on this Mariners pod, we will talk about the final game, the final series, the season, looking ahead as well, a lot of conversation from the postgame show from the final game. So you'll hear from all of us, me and Aaron Goldsmith, Rick Riz, Dave Sims, Mike Blauer, Shannon Dreyer, as you'll hear us all kind of grapple with the sudden end to a great season, a mixture of kind of looking at the ball game that had just been played, the series that had just finished, looking back at a wonderful season, and looking ahead to what I think we all think is a very bright future for the Mariners. So a little bit of everything coming up on this podcast. We'll hear from Scott Service as well. After the game, Cal Raleigh, Julio Rodriguez, all coming up on this Mariners pod. We will have Mariners pods during this offseason. I'll take some time off in the meantime. Uh but mostly I want to thank you as well for being such a big part of this. I know many of you have been listeners of this pod since the very beginning, now over 800 episodes long. This year in particular was a lot of fun for me. I really enjoyed it. I hope you did too. Um, so thank you. Thank you for being not only listeners, but active participants as well. I always appreciate the feedback and the conversation, whether it's on Twitter, you can always get a hold of me at Gary Hill Jr. And of course, Email address as well, marinerspod at mariners.com. So thank you for everything during the course of this season. I really appreciate it. I'm really looking forward to an active and fun offseason. We'll have lots of conversations about what is going on as we're all looking forward to a great season next year. And I don't know about you, I'm already looking forward to next year. So a lot to come. In the meantime, here we go, the final podcast of the 2022 season. Bottom of the 18th. A game for the ages and the Mariners are on the brink of being on the wrong side of it. The next pitch. Swinging a soft fly ball. Straight away center field. Dubon is there and he makes the catch. The game is over. The Mariners once again cannot get past the Houston Astros. They have one the 2022 American League Division Series, they sweep the Mariners in three games, and they will once again play for the pennant. And for all the progress the Mariners have made this year, another 90-win season, their first trip to the postseason in 20 seasons, it is once again the big brother, the Houston Astros, who take it to the Mariners and in their year in crushing fashion, a 1-0 Houston win in 18 innings. What a magical season it was for the Mariners, but it comes to an end here tonight. As the Astros celebrate, celebrate, and chance for Let's Go Mariners. Ring throughout the ballpark. 
I don't think a Mariners left the dugout. No. Now they are watching the Astros celebrate on their home field. First home playoff game in 21 years. All the Mariners still on the top rail. And they're watching every second of the Astros. Not an over-the-top celebration. They've been here. They've done that before, of course. This is just one more step for Houston. They've become accustomed to this. All the Mariners are all still in the dugout. And the fans are slowly filing out of here. It has been one of the great seasons in franchise history in many ways. But it ends tonight. And unfortunately for the Mariners, added pain. It ends by the hands of the Houston Astros, who sweep the Mariners in three games. They win an all-timer, an epic postseason matchup. They win it one to nothing in 18 innings. It was Jeremy Pena's leadoff home run at the top of the 18th to give the Houston Astros the win and advance them to the American League Championship Series. Well, the Mariners lose in an absolute classic. one nothing. They lose to the Astros. This series is over. The Astros celebrating on the field. In fact, the Mariners... Now just finally filing out of the dugout. Suarez just popped out of the dugout, acknowledging the fans, waving with both arms, tapping his heart as he looks to the crowd. As This will go down as a 3-0 sweep. Roundtable time, Gary Hill, Aaron Goldsmith, Rick Riz, Mike Flowers. But as we watch this series unfold, it was anything but as the Mariners went toe-to-toe in every single ball game, but just fall a little bit short in all three as the Astros get the series win. I think for myself, it's the tough one for this one right here is these guys are going to be thinking about it all winter. Obviously, I think it provides a lot of motivation. But more than anything else, the thought that they couldn't score a run in 18 innings yeah. in this game. Now, the pitching was terrific. We've talked about that throughout. But that's I can tell you as a former player, as an offensive player, that's a tough one. Obviously, this is a very difficult loss. 47,000 fans were screaming their lungs out tonight here at T-Mobile Park. But the one thing I'm going to take away from this ball game is that uh, take a look at the roster that the Mariners have put together. You got a 21-year-old kid out there in center field, Julio Rodriguez, who made a tremendous sliding, diving catch to save a run late in the ball game. He had a 24-year-old kid who started the ball game in George Kirby, who was absolutely brilliant. Seven scoreless innings, didn't walk anybody, and he struck out five. You have Andres Munoz, who pitched in this ball game. Matt Brash, who saved the day, came on. With runners on at second and third and one out, he strikes out uh, Vasquez, and he strikes out Jose Altuve on wicked sliders. And you go on and on and on. You take a look at this young roster. These kids are hungry. They've had this tremendous playoff experience under their belt. They got the fans here in the Pacific Northwest to the postseason for the first time in 21 years. The 20-year drought is over. They've got a lot to look forward to next year with this group of young players surrounded by the veterans. I'm so impressed with these kids, so proud of these kids, and the veterans on this ball club as well. And Scott Service deserves to be the American League Manager of the Year. You know, I have a hard time kind of processing this series because there's you can kind of look at these three games in a a couple of different ways, right? I mean, in one hand, hey, it's a bottom-line business. And the bottom line is you lost three games in a best-of-five and you got swept. You got swept, on the other hand, by a team that won 106 games, you know, or favorites to win the World Series. On the other hand, <laughs> yeah, I know. man, yeah. when's it going to end for the Astros, right? Like, when are you going to be able to climb the mountain and some at the top and say that you are better than the Astros? And, hey, that's something that every team in the American League has been fighting for mm-hmm. for a long time. But it seems more personal because we've seen it so up close and personal with the Astros for so many years. And to be right in it, 
each and every time and it not being enough. I don't know how that feels. I don't know if you're a player, Mike, or if you're Scott Service, the coaching staff over the winter, how long it takes you to get to the glass half full approach to it. Because right now, it just has to hurt so bad. Right now it does, I think, though. But you talk about this organization and, and Jerry DePoto and, and uh, everybody that works with Jerry to put this team together this year and the work that they're going to have. So I would say that this is going to be difficult for everybody, probably throughout the World Series. Mm-hmm. But then the work begins, right? Then you start to adjust and look at some of the weaknesses of your team and make adjustments accordingly. And I'm confident that Jerry will be able to do that to add to what the players that Rick was talking about and the young nucleus of this team. So it takes a while, though. I mean... Well, look to, I, to this point right now, right? Yeah, I mean, I can I can tell you my. Oh, you're time, talking you're talking about getting over. You mean getting I'm over? Sorry. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I can tell you for myself. Um, I think in my life, the only time I didn't watch the World Series is when we got knocked out by Cleveland. I couldn't watch it. But to be that close, you know what I mean? That yeah. close, and it doesn't happen because you never know as a player if you're going to get that opportunity again. I was fortunate to go to the postseason two other times after that. Um, but when you finally get knocked out, and I don't care what the games you know, are, how close the games are, or anything like that, um, how competitive you were, as an individual player, when you leave this ballpark, everything is packed up and you're done, uh, you will think about a lot of different things over the course of the winter to get yourself ready for the next year. And I think for myself, I always look forward to getting back to work, usually early December. You know, you're, you're in the gym and doing that, but your baseball activity starts in December. And that's when you start to really concentrate on the following year. But the rest of this is stuff, you know, and you learn from it, too. So you just got to continue to move forward. These guys, there's steps involved in this thing. When you talk about Houston, Aaron, and, and, and getting there, when that eventually going to happen? Last year was a step, winning 90 games. This year, getting into the postseason and playing against them. And, yes, you got swept. That's another step towards it. Yeah. And you just keep moving forward. And um, I think that these guys, they'll, they've done an excellent job of that over the last two years, really. And there were additions to this team and contributions from people that came and joined this team. Uh, you lock up Castillo for a period of time now. There's a lot to look forward. Logan Gilbert and his effort. Um, I'll be curious to see what Jerry does uh, this winter, but I think they took another step forward, obviously, this year, Gary. No doubt. And just reflecting on this one specifically, I can't believe we saw 18 different pitchers tonight, and every one of them was ridiculous. The, the stuff that we saw on both sides – I mean, you can count, it feels like on one hand, the amount of pitches the Mariners actually had to try and take advantage of, right? And it was like that on both sides. I can't believe the game we just saw. This was incredible, pitching-wise. You can't, it was two games worth of action that we saw. And both sides were unbelievable. I would say a couple of things to that. I know for myself and going through it, these guys right here, you get out there, and I believe Rick was asking me about guys and being tired and all these different things. You bet those guys out on the bullpen are tired. Yeah. But all of a sudden, you're playing at home. You're up against it. You got 47,000 people cheering for you, and there's just another element to that. And I think as a player, you understand that. And I bet there's a lot of guys in that clubhouse right now that realize they're exhausted. <laughs> but you can't give into it while you're playing, right? But now it hits you. Yeah. You know, you're sitting in your locker. It's over. And probably a lot of them more mentally than anything. You know, you take a look at numbers. 18 innings, and the Mariners pitching staff from George Kirby throughout the entire bullpen walked one batter in this game. One walk with a ton of strikeouts in the ballgame. I mean, that's how this game went in this battle between the Mariners and the Astros. They played their hearts out. They pitched their hearts out before 47,000 fans. One walk in the entire ballgame in an 18-inning game that ties the longest extra inning game in postseason history. It's now 
four games that have gone 18 innings, extra innings in postseason play. I, I'll go back to conversations that I know Gary, at least you and I had off the air when we were flying to Toronto, and that is it felt like just getting to the playoffs was almost like winning the World Series. I mean, this has been the desert, right? It's been the playoff desert here in the Northwest for 20 seasons. And just to get there, even if the Mariners had gotten swept in two games against a really good Blue Jays lineup, really good Blue Jays team on their home field, you would have said, you know what? You lost to a really good team, and you, you broke the drought. You're in the postseason. And for the Mariners, for as frustrating and sad as it is for the Mariners to get swept in three games by the Astros, and Gary, you began the segment by referencing this, uh, you look at the way the Mariners played in this postseason, and each and every game you draw just phenomenal things from. And appearances, uh, performances rather, from players that have never been there before. Right? We talk all the time about, oh, he doesn't have any postseason experience. Yep. Let's go talk to a couple of guys about that in particular on the Mariners' side, including George Kirby. Like, yeah. Don't talk to me about no postseason experience. Can it be a factor? Yeah. George Kirby proves it doesn't have to be a factor. I mean, he looked as good as any. So that's just, that's just one example. There, there are so many things that you can hang your hat on if you're the Mariners in the five postseason games they've played this year. It's, it hurts so bad right now uh, for everybody involved, from the fans to Scott Service. But, man, this was a great season for the Mariners. And you, you have to feel... You have to feel and blow references that they're going to be better next year. This is yeah. the beginning of something for the Mariners that they've built. It's taking time. It's taking time to build to it, but it's sustainable now. I think what's healthy for them, too, what's going to be a healthy thing for them, especially going into spring training next year, is there's going to be a buzz around this team next year without question. And, you know, they don't have to worry about the 20 years anymore. That's right. behind them. Yeah. And now I, the thing I like about it is they're going to spring training with expectations because – Okay, you got to where you were now, but next year it's going to be, you need to get past that point. And I think that's a great thing for a baseball team. i got to say, Blow, it's tough to watch the Houston Astros celebrating on the field. Yep, it always is. It's a tough watch. It is. It always is. Um, You know, I can remember the first time going to the postseason when Cleveland uh, knocked us out. I think it was game six of that series. And um, same type of thing was going on. I watched for maybe five minutes, and then I had to. Head up to the clubhouse. I, I don't believe want, it. I, I didn't want to see anymore. I believe it, because uh, man, it, it's got to feel. Because when you when you talk to congratulations to them by the right, way. yeah, congratulations. When you talk to the players and staff, they fully believe that this thing was going back to Houston and they could win the series. Which, as a player, you have to believe, right? So I can't imagine what that feeling is like as you're playing out this game, confident, certain that you're going to end up winning, and then just all of a sudden, game over. Season yeah. over, all just comes to an end in the blink of an eye. Yeah, I mean now there's guys that are in that clubhouse and they're packing things up. Yeah, um, most of them probably haven't made plans up to this point, so they're trying to figure all that out. Um, yeah, you know, because they're going to spread out across the country for the winter, and um, some of them will stay here, of course. But it's a it's a it's a strange time for a player to be in there right now. It's a somber time, you know. Um, but it's, it's, it's part of the deal. It's what it is. And, you know, it, to me, it was always a strange thing because I also played on some teams when I knew when 162 was over, yeah. I was gone. Yeah. You know, we're heading out of here so you can get everything arranged and, and you know that. And so, you know, the last day you're more walking around, shaking everybody's hand, see you later. Everybody knows where, what it's going to be. But when it's to this point and you've played this long, you never want it to end, first of all, and then you're done. Yeah. It's over with. I mean, I'm sure they were down there this entire game 
just like grinding away, trying to figure out a way to get this thing take care of. And, they, and I'm sure they believe that they were going to, yeah. even though they went through their entire bullpen and then some. Mariners played five postseason games, and it's just the perfect example of postseason baseball is the greatest and it's the worst. Yeah. <laughs> you, you have the ultimate highs and the ultimate lows, and the Mariners had Every those and everything in between in five games. And you know what? Regardless of, of how far you go, once you get into the postseason, you're a team that's going to play in the postseason. And once you're in the postseason, at the end of it all, there's only one team that's happy. Yeah, that's true. There's only one team that is happy. Um, everybody else is going to go through the same type of feelings and uh, frustrations and hurts through the whole thing. And uh, the finale of it is always a difficult thing. And we were talking about it earlier I'm sure a lot of guys that are in that clubhouse, in the Mariner clubhouse right now, are just now starting to realize just how exhausted they are yeah. from the effort that they put forward this year. Because, you, you know, you, you constantly have to trick yourself um, into uh, my knee doesn't hurt that bad. You know, my shoulder's going to be fine. And grinding away on the games, concentrating on everything that you're doing. And you go out there and you're, and you're bouncing around and um, you know, it's, it's, it's an also strange too because we, we traveled with the team, right? I mean, you go through it, and you and I jumped on a plane, happy to do it, to go to Toronto, not knowing if we were coming back home or moving on. And then yeah. Mariners, fortunately, were able to move on. And then, you know, you go into Houston, and we knew that we were at least going to get to come back home regardless of what happened, and there would be a playoff game here. And I'm so happy that that was something that was a part of because it was awesome here at the stadium today. The fans were incredible, which I knew they would be because I've experienced myself. I've been fortunate to have experienced it. But then the finality of it is always tough. It's difficult for everybody. Yeah. You know, and we, we talked about it, too, just – to see the guys in the dugout not leaving when the game was over. It's like they can't believe that this is it. There's so many competing and complicated feelings right now. Just because yeah. it's sudden, it's disappointing, it's heartbreaking. But then you have the mixture of this was amazing, so many great moments. Mariners haven't been here in so long. They accomplished so much as a team. And as you mentioned, it, felt, it really feels like the beginning of a journey. It's like all of this rolled up as we try and process, especially in a game like this. I mean – never seen anything like this 18 innings nothing in a like postseason it. game Are nothing you kidding? like it yeah no nothing like it zero zeros and it's it's in and it's decided by a solo home run unbelievable 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 I, you know and and just watching this game play out and we talked about it you talked about it during the game we talked about it too in between innings it, it really felt like this was dominant pitching on both sides is what we saw yeah i mean for me i think about a couple different things you know i think about um, one, it looked like Houston was going to score, and then Matt Brash comes in and gets a couple of strikeouts to yeah. get him out, out of an inning because Houston wins those type of ball games, those yeah. type of innings they win, and that's the reason why they're in the position they're in every year because they don't let it off. But if you, if you look at what Brash did today, that was incredible. And then the other thing I think about is I don't know that you can hit a ball any harder than Julio did. The launch angle just wasn't there. I know. That's the difference. That's the difference of five feet. It hit probably five feet right in the middle of that fence out there on a line. Nearly went through the fence. Yeah, and that, that could have been the difference in the game. Yeah. You know, it's just things like that. And I think about the great play that Julio made in right center. Yeah, that was incredible. It was incredible. And I think about the, when we think about this season, just how great the pitching was throughout for the Mariners and really helped carry them to this point. And in the final game, Gave up one run in 18 innings and just the strikeouts. Every guy in the bullpen pitched in this one, and all of them pitched well. I mean, Murphy gave up the home run, but before that, 
recorded five outs. He was great. Just think about how long they went in this game and how many pitches were thrown and batters were seen before they walked one. Against a team that is so deadly. Yeah. It was incredible to watch. And, um, you know, that's that's for myself now. I, I, I keep, you know, now that this has been over for a little bit, and I, I start thinking about moving forward with it, and I'm excited about a lot of things yeah. with this club. You have Luis Castillo at the top of your rotation, right? You have what Logan Gilbert is turning into, what we saw, obviously, from George Kirby in mm-hmm. your rotation um, with that bullpen and the young arms that are out there that you're going to have back and have control of, the young players in your lineup. Obviously, there's going to be some adjustments to their team, and there needs to be. Um, but that happens with every club every year that is – going into a season with expectations. And now the Mariners are going to show up to spring training with expectations, and that's a great thing. It's a healthy thing. You know, I had a moment where I was thinking about that. I was in the press conference with Lance McCullers, and he was talking about it. He's a guy that's pitched now a ton in the postseason, like 17 starts and 17 games in the postseason now, which is a ton for a starting pitcher, obviously. And, you know, he was talking about it's reflecting in kind of his first – outing in the postseason and talking about his journey and the Astros journey. And I was thinking about that watching Kirby in this game and thinking about as Gilbert went out to the bullpen at some point and just in my mind hoping, like, we're going to see Kirby and Gilbert pitch a lot on this stage in a Mariners uniform. And I was just kind of thinking about the the McCullers journey and the Astros journey and hopefully – this is the beginning of a journey for the Mariners, and we get to see those guys on this stage and how fun that will be from what we saw Kirby tonight and seeing that again in the postseason. Yeah, I agree with that. And, and you know what? There's things that have gone on here in the postseason, both good and bad, yeah. right? We, we know that. You learn from the bad, all right? You gain confidence from the good in it, and all these young players have now experienced it. It's there. They yeah. know what to expect. They know what it's like. I'm pretty sure it makes them really hungry to want to get there again. For sure. And maybe take the next step forward. Um, so that's kind of the way I, I look at it. And when you look at the talent that's on this team currently and what they're going to be able to add, that's 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 pretty special. I was thinking about you, too, because we, we talked about your season ending with the Mariners. and You didn't get a chance to come back with the same group and, right. and take another shot at it. Uh, when we look at this Mariners core, a lot of them will be back and taking another crack at it as a unit. Yeah, I mean, things have changed a lot, right? Yeah. I mean, you go through it, um, and it's a different time right now, and it's a, it's, a, it's a great time right now as far as being a Mariner fan. And, um, you know, ownership and Jerry went out and did some things to improve this club, and you could see it, right? I mean, the year that Suarez had, it was terrific that he was on this team for all the things that he brings to it. Um, but then the emergence of Cal and what he meant to it, obviously the Rookie of the Year and Julio is fantastic. Uh, there's just so many things that you look at Ty France, obviously. Um, I, I really felt like I'm, I'll be really curious and, and looking forward to see what Jared Kelnick looks like going into spring training um, and into the season next year. I felt like he took steps forward this year and has a better understanding, certainly what it's like to play at the major league level and what the grind of it is every day and um, how you can't be so hard on yourself A-B after A-B. It's yeah. just part of the deal. You have to find a way to get through it. And I think he took steps forward in that in that respect, and um, he'll, he'll have some reflection, but I guarantee he will be a different player coming to spring training next year. And, to along those lines, man, watching Luis Castillo on the big stage and since the trade deadline in Mariners uniform, pretty pumped 
from the start of spring training to the start of the regular season to see him in a Mariners uniform all yeah. season long in the rotation. Yeah, without a doubt. And I was excited when the trade was made, knowing that they had him for another year. And now look at it. Yeah. He agrees to an extension after that. And, I mean, you have to be excited about that, especially with the other guys that are coming along. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Not on the bingo card anywhere, this one going 18 innings. Very tough to end the way that it did. I've just gotten back upstairs from the clubhouse, and it was a clubhouse unlike I've seen in a long time. It was uh, obviously a lot to process in what had just happened on the field, but even more to process in everything that this team accomplished this year. And uh, it is as tight a knit group as I have seen here in Seattle in a long time. There were so many hugs. There were tears in there and a lot of gratitude just flowing in all directions for teammates, for coaches, for front office staff that brought some of them over. Uh, This is a group that uh, did some special things that had incredible belief that built upon what we saw last year and even to a little extent the year before. And they are setting themselves up nicely for what comes next. We are going to get a little bit into this game a little bit more, not a ton. I I know a lot of that was gone over, but I also want to give you just kind of a sample of what was happening in that clubhouse where guys are right now as they head off into their off seasons, their feelings for what has happened this season. But the first thing is first, we do need to hear from Scott Service. Here he is from the interview room not too long ago. A lot to to unpack um, over the last six, seven hours, whatever it's been uh, when this game started. But really, for me, I... Uh, cannot talk about anything unless I talk about the fans that were in the ballpark tonight. Um, wow. Some kind of impressive. Um, it's been a long time since postseason baseball has been here. And all you that showed up to support our club all year long, but especially tonight, um, the excitement, the energy you brought every inning. Um, as I looked out there in about the 14th, 15th inning, I didn't know if the team was more tired or the fans in the stands were more tired. And, and uh, we really appreciate that. Uh, that we can't ask for anything more. But, uh, you know, we're right there. Um, you look at the whole series, it comes down to three swings of the bat. Certainly Jordan got us a couple times in Houston uh, and Pena with a big one tonight. But uh, some kind of pitching performance on both sides. Um, really, offense was hard to come by, obviously. Hits, base runners, anything. I thought our pitching was just off the chart, starting with George Kirby. Um, to fire him out in a uh, must-win game, and you get seven shutout innings out of a rookie against that club, you can't ask for any more. Uh, I thought he was outstanding, commanded, was in total control. Um, great experience. The number of young players that played huge roles for us in this series, it is going to benefit us just immensely going forward. And, um, you know, I talked to the team a little bit about after with the game. And um, the one thing about this team, and, you know, I've said it all year long, it is the epitome of team. Um, these guys really do. They care for each other. It's a brotherhood in that clubhouse, and it is something that's going to serve us well um, and certainly um, serve our core, all the players well going forward um, as we took a huge step as an organization this season. So but, uh, um, I go on and on. That was a long game. There's <laughs> a lot to unpack. But, uh, again, thank you to the fans um, that were there tonight and, and just leaving it all out there in support of us. 
Go with Corey in the middle. Scott, uh, you guys have certainly had your fill of the Astros this season, regular season, and of course these three games, and know what their lineup's capable of. Uh, you guys threw up 17 shutout innings there. Maybe I think one walk um, and a lot of strikeouts there. About 20 punch outs. Yeah, what can you say about the guy? Uh, you talked about George, but about the guys that followed him. I mean, uh, unbelievable. Uh, you know, these guys, we've leaned on them heavily, you know, from, from Munoz to a couple innings out of Seawald to how about what Matt Brash has done this season from a guy who started in our rotation to switch into the bullpen to pitching in that environment tonight and doing what he did. Um, you know, all the way down the list. Festa, you know, Penn Murphy's thrown the ball great all year. He got behind, he left the ball in the middle, and the guy put a good swing on it. But everybody uh, has chipped in. Um, Eric Swanson's had a great year, and they all showed up today in the most critical game. So can't ask any more of our guys and, you know, the heart that they showed throughout the entire year. But, but certainly, you know, here in the last couple weeks in this playoff run, um, so proud of our group. I, I really am. Go back to Ryan. Hey, Scott, when you got to the bottom of the ninth, I mean, obviously you're just trying to find a way to win it, but how difficult was it thinking that we've held them down for so long, you know, and those the potent bats you spoke of just kept having opportunities. I imagine that was kind of, you know, kind of, I wouldn't say frustrating, but you're just, that's always in the back of your mind that they're going to get another opportunity. Oh, yeah. Not winning it after all those scoreless frames. Yeah, when you start working through that meat of the lineup that they have over there, and, and certainly what uh, Alvarez and, and Bregman's had a very good series against us, and um, when you get through it, you think, okay, now's our shot. we got to take advantage of it. And, and we weren't able to get anything going offensively. Their pitching was phenomenal um, today as well. And, um, you know, but we kept putting the zero up there and kept putting the zero up there, and you think we're going to be able to break through because we have so many times. It's kind of what we're accustomed to, playing those tight games and finding a way. But, you know, there was no errors made in that game today. I mean, that is a big, that's a big league game with the pitching and the defense that was fired out there. We just weren't able to, to put anything together. And, again, nothing for, nothing, nothing for lack of effort. You've got to give the other team a lot of credit. They pitched great. They played a good series. They beat us. Um, in my mind, and I think our players' mind, is, you know, a break here or there goes our way in this series, could have been a lot different. But end of the day, they got the big hits in each of the games, and, and they end up winning them. Go right back to Ryan. Hey, Scott, moving forward, how addicting and, like, motivating is what you've experienced in this postseason for everybody involved, not just the players but the front office and everything, to kind of take the next step forward for you guys? Yeah, I think it's very addicting. Um, I know it is for me. This is what we – you work so hard for throughout the course of seven years I've been here now and you know when you get everybody together in spring training but you know as we pack up our lockers and and you know take some time off you know now you get into the off season and you really got to go to work again you know from from Jerry and Justin in the front office to ownership and I hope everybody is uh, you know we were starved uh, to get playoff baseball here uh, we got it here now we need to take the next step and look to improve our club in any way we can. You know, we're still behind the Astros. You know, they won the division, and I'll keep saying it, you know, the World Series is going to go through Houston, and you have to beat them. So we got to get better in certain areas, and I'm sure certainly we will address that, you know, this offseason. But um, from the fan base to ownership to front office to players, coaches, manager, everybody, um, we want to get back here. We will be back here. There's no question in my mind we've started something uh, that we believe very strongly. I've got a great core of young players. We've got an ownership group that's committed 
to bringing playoff baseball back here year in and year out and um, to ultimately win a World Series. And we're learning a lot. The last, last week and a half is a very valuable learning lesson for all of us. Over here on the right. Hey, Scott. Um, kind of lost in all of this. Obviously, it was a great pitching performance beginning to end. Um, but George Kirby really having this coming out party uh, on a big stage, holding that lineup down. He gave up six hits. A lot of it was a really weak contact. What can you say about the step forward you saw him take tonight? George has been great the whole second half, but no bigger stage than tonight. You know, there's 47,000 people here against a team that's really good, really deep lineup. Um, and he just kept pounding the strike zone. It was really effective at the top of the strike zone. Got a lot of swings and misses, a lot of soft pop-ups, fly balls. Um, he was awesome. And the job that our catcher did, uh, I can't say enough. The game calling, the game management, working through it with what George had and then all those relievers and not backing off. I, you couldn't have executed a game plan any better than we did tonight. And I say all that, and Cal Raleigh's playing out there with a thumb that's barely hanging on. He's really banged up. Um, and he would not pull himself out of the lineup. He was going to hang in there. And uh, obviously, it starts with the guy on the hill, but the guy behind the plate deserves a ton of credit with what we saw tonight. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And that was Scott's service. You could hear the emotion in his voice. You could hear how drained he is, Mike Flowers, obviously. Not just what we just saw out on the field, right. which was extraordinary, but I think everything hits you when this is all over. It absolutely does. And I, I can remember when I went through it the very first time um, in 95, and we ended up losing that game to Cleveland. Um, obviously, the disappointment is there, you know, because you believe you're going to win every game, and, and there's only going to be one team that's happy at the end of this thing. But once we went into the clubhouse and we came back out because the fans stayed around, and then we went back into the clubhouse, and I was sitting in my locker out, and that's when it hit me just how physically and mentally tired I was. Because when you go through this process and you play every single day, and then you get into the postseason, these guys are all beat up one way or the other. But you show up, and especially, you know, I learned this in A-ball from Felipe Alou. If you're going to be an everyday player, you play every day. So you got to learn to deal with things, right? It's just the way this game is. Um, but even today, you know, you go out there and there's 47,000 people out there. The guys in the pen are tired. There's no question about oh, yeah. it. You hear about Cal and what he's dealing with, and you just find a way, right, mentally to get to it. But then when it's finally over, Shannon, you are you realize just how tired you are. And these guys will sleep for a week. I believe it. I think I might, too. <laughs> uh, definitely a lot of emotion in that clubhouse, but that's no surprise. You've seen yeah. how this group come together, what they mean to each other, and that's been a big part of what they have done. Uh, take out of the equation any moves that could be made, but what do they take from this year? What of value do they put into next year that kind of puts them ahead of I, where they started this year? I think there's a few things. First of all, the experience, right, the experience that they gained from this year. Um, I think that is going to be invaluable to them because now they understand what it takes to, one, get to the postseason, two, to win a series, which they did against Toronto, Three, you know, what needs to be done, keep and continue to move forward. That's part of it. I think the other part about it, too, is now they don't have to listen to about 20 years anymore. That's all fast. I mean, even mm -hmm. though they didn't have anything to do with it, that's behind them. And then lastly, and probably the most important thing, 
And I think it's a healthy thing, and I think it's a good thing for these players. As they're going to show up with expectations. And those expectations are not going to be overwhelming to them at all because they've been there. They've done it. And, you know, you just move forward from there and hopefully take the next step from there. You never, you never know how anything's ever going to go. You know, I, I think about it all the time. And, and having been on teams to get to the postseason in three consecutive years and not get to the World Series is still disappointing to me. So, you know, but you never know how that's going to happen. But you just keep moving forward and working towards that. And then hopefully one day you get to experience it. One great move that they made, Eugenio Suarez, he was, and we're going to get into what we saw in this clubhouse, but I don't know if you were upstairs or downstairs, but Suarez was probably the last person, one of the last people out in the field. He stood out on the rail for a long time, then stood, uh, then came out onto the track, turned around and just expressed his um, gratitude to the fans and uh, came into the clubhouse. And when we got into the clubhouse, it was unlike anything that I'd seen before. Um, for in a long time at least. This was a group, they were almost in, a, it wasn't a hug line, but everybody was kind of going locker to locker. I guess it was a hug line and so much emotion. I'm going to go ahead and let Suarez kind of talk about what, what this meant to them. Chino, obviously so much emotion. I think you were one of the last ones out there. What were you taking in and just how do you put this all into words? Man, this year was incredible, not only for me, for everybody in, in this room, you know. Like you say, it's a lot of emotion for me right now. You know, be be part of this team from the beginning. So proud of everybody here. So so grateful with the GMs that bring me here, and uh, so happy for this year. You know, everything everything we do, we do from from the bottom of our hearts. You know, we play hard every day, every single day. It was different, but we do our best. You know, and uh, today. Uh, uh, our season ending, but we go home happy, proud in this group. And uh, for me, you know, it's, it's a lot, it's a lot. You know, last this year, you know, my first year here, and I uh, can't believe everything happened in, in my mind right now. It's, it's a lot, it's a lot. And I just want to say thank you, everybody, for support us, support me, and uh, so happy to be part of this, of this team. What do you take away from this year's team as you start to look ahead to next year? I mean, we just have to take away two-day two games, you know. We, we got to come tomorrow, uh, uh, next year stronger. We got a really good group, and uh, we just got to believe in our team. You know, the uh, front office, GM, so uh, they did a really good job this year to, to, to make a, a really special game uh, team. You know, this year it's not just me, not just Castillo, Santana, it's, Seattle Mariners, you know, and uh, that's why I say I'm so proud of this team. And uh, next year going to be more fun than this year. There's never been a game that's gone this long without any runs before just to, to be, you know, you, you weren't a part of it for the second half. Of it, you know, it was uh, those, those games that the pitching did a really good job, and uh, we do our best. We never give up, but uh, it is what it is. The game is like that, and uh, um, we, like I say, I have nothing to say. We are so proud of both sides, you know, Houston did a really good job, and uh, and then we we did a really good job too. And uh, George was awesome today. Uh, bullpen was incredible, and uh, I just got to take a good good things. You know, I go home and I enjoy my family now. I enjoy my my free time with my my daughters, my wife, and uh, see prepare my 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 body for next year, and, and that'd be awesome. I think that'd be awesome for next year. Why was it important for you to go back out to the field and salute the fans? I noticed you. That's a lot, you know. They 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 make houses. 
the, the, we play for them, and uh, they deserve it. Everything we did, everything we did this year, they, they really deserve it. And uh, I just want to give you something, whatever, from from the bottom of my heart to them. They, uh, you know, they've been there for a long, a long season long, and uh, I just want to tell thank you them for for stay support us. I've got pretty much full confidence he would have been behind the plate. At least he would have been the DH at the very least. He probably would have fought to get behind the plate and do that with a thumb that uh, was a lot more banged up than I think most people realize. We'll get to that in a second. But let's go ahead and hear what Cal Raleigh had to say in the clubhouse after the game. All the way to, you know, during the game, and, you know, it took a lot out of us. I think it took a lot out of everybody. And, you know, I think everybody's going to – they're super tired right now. And I think uh, emotionally it was really tough. Is it sort of hard to get your head around the fact that there's no game tomorrow even though you knew that was a possibility? Yeah, I mean, we we felt super confident. We felt really good going into this game. And, you know, honestly, we played, we played solid. We pitched the ball great, which was amazing. And, you know, it's uh, it's unfortunate to see, but, you know, hats off to them. They they played a really good game today as well. Cal, is that the best you've seen George Kirby? Yeah, he was unbelievable. Yeah. And to go out and throw seven scores against the Houston Astros, like, as a rookie, like, I mean, it's super special, and, you know, I think uh, I'm super excited to see what he can do, you know, in the future, and I feel like he's only just scratching the surface right now. When you guys have a lot of arms like that, I mean, Matt Brash came in and was able to do his job. I mean, basically everybody that you guys had running out there today is going to be back next year. How exciting is it just from a pitching perspective and, and you kind of running the show back there? It's really exciting. You know, we we, we, we tasted it this year. You know, we got to the DS. We, we see what the postseason's like. We see what it takes now, and, I think um, you know, going in next year, it's going to be huge. You know, now that we have playoff experience and we know what it takes and we know who we need to be, is uh, it's going to help us out a lot. And that is Cal Raleigh, who has had an incredible season. Uh, not technically a rookie season, but just missed that by mere plate appearances. And uh, absolutely um, amazing how he's taken hold of not just his pitching staff, but this team, he will be a leader on this team for many, many years to come. I, I really appreciated what he said after the game two loss and that he said he was a little bit sick about it. And he did put some of it on his shoulders and uh, taking that on. And uh, that's what you want to hear in that case. And he, he feels it um, and he is determined in what he does. And he is definitely uh, grabbed the attention of his pitching staff and teammates and earned their respect. Uh, he has been playing for uh, well over a month right now with what has been called a jammed thumb. Had the opportunity to talk to him a little bit about that uh, in the clubhouse, and it's it's a lot more than that. There is definitely torn ligaments in that thumb. He is uh, scheduled to see a specialist in the coming days. He might have to have surgery on it. Uh, that is what he has been playing with this entire time. And every time we ask him and he doesn't, you know, he doesn't bring it up himself. He doesn't offer it as any excuse, of course. Uh, it is what it is. But that thumb from the moment he injured it till tonight has gotten no better. He has been dealing it with the with the entire time. So his first uh, stop will be getting that fixed, looked at. Uh, he said whatever they decide to do, if they decide to do surgery or if they just splint it, uh, he will be ready for spring training. Also on his list, he's going to be a groomsman in Logan Gilbert's wedding, which is coming up uh, shortly as well. And, you know, the guys are going to discover that this is a very short offseason, uh, partly because the season started later and the season uh, ended uh, 
later as well, but also, of course, because they, they went uh, over a full week into the postseason. So shorter time, earlier report dates with the WBC coming up. So it's going to fly by for them, as I think it will for us. I think we will spend a lot of our winter thinking about what we saw from Julio Rodriguez. He was talking with reporters in the clubhouse as well. Just listen to a little bit of this. I did was not able to get uh, to that, but um, interesting conversation talking about the guy on the other side. You heard uh, Mike Salk talk about how Jeremy Pena and uh, Julio Rodriguez are probably going to be going back and forth for a long, long time. That's a good player on the other side, too. And that is where this conversation began. That could make something happen. That's how, that's, that was my mentality. Every time I step on the plate, now I can make something happen. What was the last pitch? Like, how did, did you just miss it? I mean, uh, did you... Yeah, I just got it out of the end a little bit. Just out of the end. Yeah. Well, I know you and uh, Jeremy Pena go a ways back, friends. What will you say next time you, you talk to him? Congratulations. Congratulations. Heck of a player. And if he can tell you, I was, I've been a big fan of him since we were playing the Arizona Fall League. Yeah. So... He's a great player. A lot of respect for him. He's my guy. So, like, um, he wanted his team today, tonight, and I'm definitely proud of him. Proud of him because he definitely put the work in. I know how, how hard he works, and I definitely feel happy for him. With the two of you as rookies, do you feel like this is a, a rivalry that could go on for a while, Mariners-Astros? It could be fun. It could be really fun, you know. I feel like uh, he's a great guy, but definitely a uh, fun guy to go against every time we play. This is a, a series where you guys were in every game. Every game could have gone either way. They they swept, but you bond on the field with them. What do you take from this series and the way you guys played these three games? That we're not so far away. Yeah. That we're not so far away, and it's going to be a fun year next year. <laughs> a minute ago, someone asked you about the team. You said it's a real team. What do you what do you mean by that, and like what gives you that optimism? There's a lot of reasons to be optimistic. Yeah, I just I just I just feel like to win baseball games, you definitely got to. Need everybody to be in the same page. Yeah, I feel like everybody just fight for each other here. Yeah. And I feel like that's what you want in the team. Everybody being together. You don't want you don't want a guy to just uh, you don't want anybody to change the dynamic and your chemistry of your team. I feel like everybody got a great chemistry here with each other. Was there a message in here afterwards? Like you know, when you come in after a long six hour game, like what's the unifying kind of message? I mean, I just show you that we're fighting for so long. We're fighting for so long, and we're just gonna keep on fighting. If we say fighting for 16, for 18 innings, I'm, I'm sorry, 18 <laughs> innings, or I don't know how many innings we play, it just it just shows you that we're gonna stay on fighting no matter what. Julio, how would you sum up your post game postseason experience here with these three games, the competitive level that it was? What did you, what do you kind of take away from this experience? Man, it's it's amazing. I feel like playing the postseason. That's what you want to play. I feel like that's it's worth. To go through a long season and like grind every single game to get to the postseason because it's worth it's worth playing that level. Does it live up to expectations for you? Oh, for sure, for sure. I feel like I love playing the postseason for the first time, and I love that I did it with the team. Honestly, it's pretty special for me. What was it like standing out there in center watching this pitching staff go 18 innings deep the way it did? 22 strikeouts I think in Houston, one walk in 18 innings. Like the performance you saw in front of you today. It was amazing. It was amazing. Those guys really went after it. And they were better too. They always got it done throughout the year too. And like it was no surprise that they did it again. And everybody together. I feel like there's no surprise. I feel like everybody always put the work in every every day, and they just show out all there. How the hell did you run that ball down? <laughs> I don't know. My legs. <laughs> <laughs> that easy, huh? <laughs> I, mean, I guess. 
And that was Julio Rodriguez, and yes, he did get to that ball. I'm not even going to say right center. That was in right field just about uh, when he uh, had a potential run-saving play late in this ball game. What's he got up his sleeve for this offseason? Showed up this year faster. Oh, he's taking it all in. Be interesting to see what we see in Peoria from Julio, and I love the point that he made. If we we keep fighting, 18 innings of ball. I mean, if we can fight through 18 innings of ball, we can fight through anything. And it's it's all been part of this. Keep fighting. You remember something Ken Griffey Jr. told the team when they were on a kind of playoff hopeful a few years ago. That was a saying. Believe. There's definitely been a big part of believe from last year in this group. Certainly, there has been chaos ball that has left its mark as well and uh you know just uh everything else that we have seen added it has been one heck of a year and it leaves you just wanting more